Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. And today I have with me Daniel Andrews. Now, interestingly enough, I was introduced to Daniel while I was out networking virtually. And as soon as I found out what his top of, topic of expertise is, Plus his history, I was like, you have to be on my show, sent him my link, and he immediately hopped on board. So if you haven't heard of Daniel Andrews, let me tell you a little bit about him. He is a native of Columbia, South Carolina, where he currently resides after an absence of 13 years. He owns a business that shows business people how to identify, find, meet, and nurture professional relationships with key referral partners. Fundamentally, he shows business people how to stop networking and start building true networks. This is his fourth career. He's been successfully self-employed for 35 years, including 15 years at Cutco, two as a rep, 11 as a manager, and two more years as a rep again. Now, he does also qualify that technically he's been in business for 49 years if you start with the lemonade stand in first grade. (laughs) I love the sense of humor. As y'all can tell, this is going to be fun. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Thanks. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. And it, and it, it wasn't a, a, a jump from first grade to, to my college life. I mean, there's a direct line of self-employment. I, I looked the other day, including summer jobs as a youth through college and adult. I've been a W-2 employee for less than 60 months of my entire life. That's Awesome. I cannot I cannot claim the same. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it doesn't make me a hero by any stretch. It means I'm fundamentally unemployable. And I think the reason behind that is that entirely too direct at every moment. Mm. Yeah, so I what, can't play the corporate games. I just I don't do the work. Yeah, no. Uh hello. That's how I ended up here myself. <laughs> so so Daniel, tell us a little bit about how you started in the world of Cutco and how that has played into this now your topic of expertise, which is building a network. Sure. Uh, It it was both an entree and a stumbling block because I I learned some fundamentals that I thought were the essence and it wasn't. But, I, you know, the story for Cutco, for the people in direct sales, they probably know the model. Of course, it's changed a bit over the last years with the advent of, you know, a lot of online work. But you know, answered an ad in Atlanta, Georgia, where I was a college student. I had decided to live there for the summer to be near a girl I was dating. My dad said, I can't send you rent money. You can move home or you can find a job. So I was looking for work and, um, you know, went to the Cutco office, thought it'd be a great summer job. And that summer thought it'd be a great, you know, part-time job. By the end of that time, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this for a long time and did. And, uh, you know, it's, it is, I mean, we're dealing in sharp knives, right? You know, people go, ah, door-to-door sales. I'm like, no, direct sales, but not door-to-door. You can't. I got sharp knives. Can I come in, right? That's not going <laughs> to take you any. So you have to have a referral, right? Well, and, the, and the, the irony is, you know, Michael was sitting here with me, was a rep of mine, you know, 
when I was a manager. Right? So he have he and I have kept cluster as well. But the uh, you know at the end of the presentation, you ask for referrals, right? Mm. Hey Jenny, you know really appreciate your time today. You know as I said to you over the phone, the sales not really the point. I get paid just to show it. Uh, what I need you to do, jot down the names of 10 people that you know, they'd be nice enough to take a look. They don't have to be interested in buying or even, even interested in taking a look, but if they might be nice enough to take a look, that would make a world of difference to me. You know, can you just jot down 10 names for me real quick? So at one level, that is a referral, right? Because I'm going to call up Michael Vogelos and like, Michael, was over to your neighbor Jenny's house the other day and she mentioned names that you might find yourself out now, blah, blah, blah. So at one level, that is a referral, but it's at the same time, very superficial, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the stakes are what? People are willing to jot down some names because they know that they're, you're going to do for them what they just did for you, right? right? But it's not really a network the way a network should be built. Right. And and I think I have an aversion to the word networking used as a verb, and I will always put air quotes around the word networking. And I think, you know, in the world of network marketing, MLM, direct sales, whatever I do want to kind of separate the notion of what network marketing means from what I mean when I talk about building a network. Mm. These are not people that will fundamentally necessarily be customers, but all of us need people around us that we can give and share resources with and from, right? Uh, you know, probably the most prosaic example would be a real estate agent and a mortgage lender. They may never be each other's customer, but they can do a lot of they can bring a lot of you know good to each other, right? Uh, John Gates, one of my clients, is a a salary negotiation coach. Amanda Valbert, who's one of my white label partners in certain endeavors, is a resume writing coach. They will never be each other's customer, but John's client should be Amanda's, and Amanda's client should be John's, right? Mm-hmm. And then, how do they build trust with each other when they can't sell anything to each other? How do you become referable in the eyes of somebody that's actually not your customer? It's actually easier than a customer. Because the expectations are lower, but yeah. yeah, people think it's harder and it's easier. Um, so that's part of it. That's part of it, right? A mover and a divorce attorney, right? A mover and a real, right? You know, all these people can be referral partners at some level. And so I, I teach around, and this is not any way, shape, or form a pitch for what I do, but I have an awareness around the people who are in your capital in network, right? Just because they're connected to you. Mm-hmm. doesn't make them their network. Even LinkedIn calls them connections. They don't yes. call them your network. They call them connections, right? I mean, I was talking to a guy the other day, and I'm always leery of self-proclaimed titles, which is my self-proclaimed title is chief instigator. And, you, know, you may love it or hate <laughs> it, but that, that's mine. But on his Zoom box, right next to his name, it said master connector. And I'm just like, that's kind of a bold thing to put, label yourself, right? And he goes, yeah, you know, I'm proud of the fact that I have, you know, 18,000 people on LinkedIn, you know, connect to anything I've been on LinkedIn. I said, I'm proud of the fact that I have 1,800 people that will return my phone call. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what yeah. your reach is. Yeah. Driving in here this morning, talking to Suzanne Taylor King. She's like, yeah, this guy's got some heavy hitters on his show. And I'll leave the name out, but it's somebody I know quite well. I said, yeah, she has lots of LinkedIn impressions. And I know her DM and she is not turning it into business. <laughs> she is not producing results. I, said, I don't care what your LinkedIn impression. Right. You know, people who know you, excuse me, who know of you, talked last night with a a bunch of real estate agents. I said, which is more important, brand or reputation? Mm. What's more important, what you say about yourself or what other people say about you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's got to be the reputation. It's got to be. It has to be. 
It has to. It be. has to be. Absolutely. So, with all of this, like, what was the first aha moment that you had as you were go as you were going through all of these different businesses and networking? Yes, thank you. Because this is a fun story, oh. and I'm happy to tell it because my you know uh, studio audience here, my good friend Michael, <laughs> has not heard this story. So this is going to be in like. So I had moved to St. Louis, which is a weird town. If you are not from St. Louis. I am from St. Louis. Okay. Right you're caught to the fact that it's a weird town. Where in St. Louis? I'm in O'Fallon, Illinois. Oh, I lived in uh, Lake St. Louis. So oh, nice. the other direction. The other Hang O'Fallon. On. The other O'Fallon. <laughs> sure. Okay. So I, and in, and I don't know how it is in O'Fallon, but in St. Louis and the related cities, they want to know where you went to high school. They literally care where you went to high school. And they will listen to your value proposition, Mm -hmm. even at a B2B level, tell you they'll think about it, vouch you, and go through their high school yearbook and try to find somebody that that, that does what you do. Mm -hmm. They would rather do business with somebody than from high school. And that's a a short testament to the credibility of the relationship that they already have. But it's very frustrating. You're like, but if your guy was good, he would have brought this idea to you a long time ago. Don't be doing this. Right. right? Yeah. But I was an outsider. So I quickly figured out I needed an insight. Now, in the world of insurance, I sold employee benefits. It was a, it's not unusual to do a rev share if people help you get the project come. I'm a big, a big fan of eliminating finder's fees in almost every situation, but in certain industries, in certain cases, they're appropriate. And it was. So I teamed with a guy named Bert. I'll leave his last name out of it. And, and uh, he was going to get 30% for helping me get the deal and then work the deal because employee benefits, you got to sit down with the employees. That are, okay. Sure. So he gets me an appointment with, uh, Butch Suntrop. That's the name you might know. Yeah. Right. So you clearly know this is a very large deal for yeah. us, right? This is going to be hugely profitable. We have one meeting with four of us, the CFO and me, Bert and Butch. Me and the CFO are sitting across the table trying to talk business while they're talking about who they went to high school with and who's still married. And, you know, is that is the divorcee still hot? You know, all this stuff. <laughs> and we should have sat like this instead of like this, right? Uh-huh. No, so it totally screwed up the conversation. So we're back on on Butch's property, right? Suntrop Automotive, one of the 12 that they own. And we're standing in a parking lot. Don't remember which one it was. And and we're about to do the deal, right? I mean, this is the decision. And Butch points at me and says, who is this guy? And Bert says, he's my guy. Mm. And Butch says, but I don't know this guy. And Bert says, but I know this guy. And Butch says, but what happens if something happens to this guy? And Bert says, I'll find another guy. Mm. And what clicked over for me in that moment was that I would have thought, that when Butch said, I don't know this guy, that Bert would have then launched into singing my praises, right? This is Daniel Andrews, and he's really good at this, and he's well-known for what he's doing, and he's worked with you know, a, literally 100 other car dealerships, right? He knows exactly what's going on here. He, knows. he didn't do any of that. Mm. He said, Butch, you're not doing business with Dan. You're doing business with me. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> That yeah. all the credibility I needed was the cred that Butch and Bert already have between them. Mm-hmm. Meaning an introduction is not a chance for you to start over from zero. An introduction to someone's network is to start where they left off. If Butch and Bert were at an eight on a scale of 10, I'm starting the conversation from an eight. If they're at nine on a scale of 10, I'm at a nine. If they're at a 10 on a scale of 10, I'm at a 10. Clearly, in this case, they were at a yeah. 10. Yeah, you got to be to be able to say. To say that. Yeah, no backup except me. He he said, quit (laughs) looking at this guy. Look at me. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, aha. That's huge. Because in Cutco, 
the intro was a chance for you to start over from zero. Mm-hmm. Right. You're getting introduced to somebody next door, a neighbor, church member, whatever. Right. And you're still going to have to do the whole deal. You, I never came through the door and they're like, well, all my friends bought it. So just give me the short version. I'll sign up too. Right. You, you still got <laughs> now I had a 92% closing rate, so it's not impossible to do. Right. But you are literally starting out, right? You got the appointment because of the intro, mm-hmm. but you were starting over from zero. And I realized that if you've truly built a network, you're not starting over. You're starting over at wherever the other guy left. I think of it like a relay race. First runner comes around the track with a baton in their hand. What is the second runner doing at the moment I hand? They're already running. Do they look back? No. They reach back, but they don't look back. Yeah. Oh. You're starting where the last guy left off. <laughs> that was the light bulb for me. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Badass crew. <laughs> that changed hit, everything. Hit rewind, re-listen to oh. that <laughs> again. Cause <laughs> holy crap, that's good stuff. I mean, seriously, it makes perfect sense. Cause what also kind of comes up for me in that is do you always start exactly where they leave off, or does it at least bump you from zero to like five instead of eight? I mean, is there any point at which it's not a full, like, right where where the other person, where the referral partner is? Right. I, I, I can't know. put a thermometer in people's mouth, right? right. So this is, this, is, this is an educated <laughs> guess, right? right. There, there isn't a literal numerical metric right. for trust levels. But this is my sense, okay? M- meaning, because I was a 10 with Bert. Yeah. I'm at a 10 with Butch. Yeah. Meaning it's the number of the weakest link. Okay. If I was at a two with Bert and he's at a 10, I'm at a two when I get to. If okay. I'm at a 10 with Bert and he's at a two with Butch, I'm at a two. When I, so whatever the weakest number is in the chain, that's where you show up. Here's a good example. I introduced Kachina Goslin, she and I are at a 10, to Adina Edelman. Mm-hmm. Just met her. And so in the thread, right, because I, I do LinkedIn threads, and I said, Kachina, I just got off a 20-minute Zoom with uh, Adina Adelman. You know, she's very sharp. She's successful in her field. If I understand her model correctly, I think that her customers could be your customers and your customers could be her customers. You do not do the same thing in any way, shape, or form, but I'm very confident that a number of her clients would be qualified for you and the number of your clients would qualify for her. Why don't you investigate, spend some time in a short Zoom and look at the potential for whether or not you guys can do business together and make things happen? Mm-hmm. Adina, this is the woman I was talking about on the Zoom event. So I'm at a 10 with Bichina, but I kind of said I'm at a two with Adina. Yeah. Just matter. Right. I use words like possible, quick Zoom, see what's possible, check for the potential, could be, just matter, 20-minute Zoom. Mm. So Adina's looking at Kachina like a 10. Yeah. Or at least knows that I view her as a 10. So whatever Adina feels for me, she's going to feel for Kajina because, you know, that's a 10. Now, notice that the person I said the most about was the one I know the least. Yeah. Right. Suzanne Taylor King sends me an intro. Daniel, comma, Ruben, comma, y'all do big things. Do big things together. That's the whole <laughs> intro. Right? Because we're both right. at a 10. So I'm like, LOL, I know better than to argue with STK. Here's my link. And you replied, LOL, I don't argue with her either. I book. Boom. Right. Right. So the less you say that, the more you're at that level. Oh. So I qualified okay. my intro to Adina as a two, but Bert and I were at eight to 10. We were in business together. We'd signed a partnership agreement. Right. Mm-hmm. So we were at a 10. Yeah. Uh, so whatever the weakest link in the chain. I love that. 
All right. Now, here's so, how people... Okay, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so for people who are listening to this and mm-hmm. they're starting to network, they're starting to build a network, how can they begin to get people to want to do those kinds of introductions for them? <laughs> Great question. Uh, first, you have to... Uh, okay, yep. Uh, and this will be the short answer, right? Can I qualify by saying, you know, what is it, uh, Arnold? If, if, I'm sure it's uh, apocryphal, but supposedly Arnold Palmer had a sign on his wall: ten golf lessons, a thousand dollars. One golf lesson, a thousand dollars. Right? If you think right. you can get it all before this podcast ends, oh, you're yeah, mistaken. No. Right? Absolutely. So you should call me because we can, we can fill in the gap. Okay. The first is, number one, don't treat everybody like a prospect. People say they're networking and they're not. They're speed prospect. They have one model, and that is to talk to people as if they're a prospect. They spend way too much time on what they do. Mm-hmm. Yep. That should be about 10 to maybe 20% of the conversation. I'll talk about what the rest of it should be in a minute. But the more you talk about what you do, you've trapped the listener into one dialogue in their head, either out loud or in their head, and that is, do I need what she's talking about? Yeah. I don't care if you've identified me as a target prospect or even an ideal prospect. Until I identified myself as a prospect, the details of what it looks like to work with you or what you would deliver to me if I was your client are irrelevant and possibly, I don't want to say offensive, but off-putting. Why are you pitching me when I have yet to describe myself as a potential customer, right? And I'm less likely to do that with you because I'm like, okay, she's just coming on too strong. Okay. You talk instead about who you do it for. Mm-hmm. I serve people to meet the following criteria. Oh, I know people that meet those criteria. And the people that meet this other criteria. Oh, I know people like that category. And people that meet this other criteria. Hey, wait a minute. That's me. You haven't lost the chance to sell me, but you've created an opportunity for me to go, I want one of those conversations as opposed to going, you look like a good prospect to me and let me talk at you. Okay. So you talk about, you know, who you serve now in terms of being referable. Right. Too many people. Yeah. I watch this little clip. You know, somebody's like, yeah, I believe, you know, when you're out networking, it's real easy to make friends. You know, you just focus on F.O.R.D. You talk about family, occupation, recreation, you know, their dreams. I'm like, cool. That's not good at all. That's a great. Sounds great. But it's not it, it, it's a terrible idea. Okay. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> it's a good so starting ways, point. So many ways I can answer the You know, make the same point in the sentence. People do business with folks they know, like and trust. Mm hmm. You've heard that sentence before. Yeah. Probably mm-hmm. you said it a few times. In the sentence, people do business with folks they know, like, and trust. What's the most important word in that sentence? Like. Business is the most important word in that sentence. Mm. Otherwise, you're just making friends. Let me try it differently. Okay. Think of the people in your life that have been to your house for Sunday dinner, that have come to your house for game night. You've been down to the bowling alley on two for one on a Wednesday. Are there any people that fit in that category that you would not actively hire to do what it is that they do for yourself, your family? Oh, I definitely would hire them. No. Are there any that you wouldn't hire? Oh, that I wouldn't hire? No. Really? Okay. I, I mean, it, okay. I'm also the weirdo, okay? I, all of my friend network are entrepreneurs. Okay. Right? But and, but, but still. And I may not, the space I'm I may in not right here. need. The, spa- the space I'm in right here. Uh-huh. I messaged the owner on a Friday night at seven because I'm a workaholic and I said something about custodial services. And he goes, I'll be right there. I'm like, Greg, you're at home with your family. You don't need to come out here and do this. He goes, no, no. It, he said, customer service, customer attention is my job. I'll be right. There. So he shows up. He's doing whatever he needs to in my space. 
and 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 he volunteers it. I said, man, I feel bad bringing you out. And he goes, it's not the first concern we've had about the custodial search. Mm. I said, okay. And he then he volunteered this. He said, that's what you get for trying to help out a family. Oh, yeah. Let me try a different one on. Are there people that you would hire or have hired, but you just don't picture them at your house for game? Oh, no. yeah. So the Venn diagram of people that are your friends and people that are your business connections is not 100%. Oh, no. No, it's not the an people overlapping that you're willing circle. to refer or hire mm-hmm. is a different list than the people that you're willing to hang out with. So a model based mm-hmm. on no like and trust without a focus on business is wholly insufficient for determining You've got to discover if Jenny's referable as you're uncovering if you're referable. Mm, because yeah. if I want this relationship to last, I need to support you in the ways that I want you to support me. I call that mutuality. And I'm not going to support you unless I know I can trust you. So I, I need to be asking questions of you to make sure you belong in my world at the same time I'm low-key convincing you that I belong in your world. Right. Because I'm shooting for a relationship that lasts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. You become referable when you have trust. Trust is created with reliability, credibility, and likability. Mm-hmm. Likability is the least important, meaning we could have ended up voting for different people. But if I'm good at my job, you'll still call on me to get the job, even if you wouldn't have a beer with me, you know, at show me's, right? <laughs> <laughs> Badass Got to include laughing. the local reference. Yeah, Got exactly. Local that, reference. That's a local reference for those of you who are like, at the where? At the what? <laughs> Hot Shots is another one. Right? Yeah, exactly. Hot Shots is still around. Show me. I don't know that there are, I don't know that that exists in St. Louis anymore. So it's okay. Cleats Landing. I know, I know that's still oh, there. Oh, yeah, that's still there for sure. It, yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. I could. Okay. So first of all, you brought up the fact that this conversation is not going to teach every everybody who's listening, the 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 badass crew, everything they need to know about building a network. 100%. I've been in a coaching program for referral marketing for six years, y'all, and I'm still learning. Hello. I'm sitting here talking to, t- talking to Daniel going, oh, I've never had that epiphany in six years of referral marketing coaching. With the referral diva herself, okay. Well, sorry, she rebranded. Branding. (laughs) Referral alchemist. Seriously, if you think you are done learning about people, you're wrong. (laughs) If you ever think you're done learning about people, you're wrong. There's still always something more to learn because people are ever evolving. Things are ever changing. And and I want to go on record as saying this is not a gift that I have. This is hard-won wisdom. This is a skill that can be learned, right? And in my opinion, the person that you should hire to coach you on anything is the guy or gal that struggled at it and had to learn how to do it because they know Mm -hmm. the difference. But if you look at pro athletes that go on to become managers or coaches of pro teams, it's always the B player that's the coach because those that were naturally gifted, with the exception of Deion Sanders, don't have a real good feel for what it takes to be mediocre and make you excellent. But the guy that had to struggle or gal that had to struggle to become excellent can definitely cook. So, it, you know, the, the gift that I have is the ability to see who should be talking to each other. Mm. The sales negotiate, I mean, the salary negotiation coach with the resume coach, right? The the, the mover yeah. with the divorce attorney, right? All that stuff. That's my gift. And that can be, you know, learned as well. You know, if you just got to, you know, ask yeah. a few key questions, you can bubble those answers to the service. But everything else I learned by doing it poorly. <laughs> 
seeing somebody else do it well, stumbling into doing it right and going, I'll try that again. And then it worked and it became a principle for me. You know, so I, I don't, you know, I don't want to give the impression that I'm the master because I'm still learning too. I sign up for other people's courses on how to do this well, because somewhere in that, you know, package, there's going to be a nugget that's going to, you know, accelerate my learning, my coaching, my ability to get the job. So I definitely want to preference it by saying, and what's absolutely interesting, and again, I can point at my friend, Michael, who's my in-studio audience today, uh, who's known me for 30 years. There are plenty of people in my world today that go, wait a minute, Dan, you're a relationship guy? Because <laughs> I knew you. And I'm like, yep, surprises uh-huh. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, because yeah. it's not my gift, but I right. learn how to yeah. do this. And I learned what principles are at stake. And there is a bit of mathematics to, I don't want to say mathematics, there's some predictability. There oh. are some absolute principles that can be applied that generate. And by the way, because you're applying principles does not make it transactional. It's still relational. Oh, yeah. If you're doing it authentic, it's still <sighs> relational. It's not inherently yeah. transactional just because you're applying principles. Right? Oh, yeah. But, but it's definitely the case. Oh, by the way, I did say trust is made up of credibility plus reliability plus likability. Yeah. I left out part of the equation. The Ooh. trust quotient is those three added together divided by, underneath the line, apparent self-interest. Mm. And the bigger the number under the line, right, the smaller the number is, right? right? And that's why, and I'm not going to give this lecture today, although plenty of people invited me on the podcast for this particular soapbox, minders fees are costing you business and hurting your relationships. Mm-hmm. I can say that with conviction and I can prove it, but that's a talk for another day if you ever invite me. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I, I, we should definitely, <laughs> we're definitely going to have you back because I- now there's more things that are popping up in my head going, oh, then we need to talk about this. And I want to ask him this. And I want to ask him this. But we don't have all day, nor does my badass crew who's listening right now. So you have been kind enough to offer access to the two essential questions that somebody should ask themselves when they're building a network. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. The two so essential questions to ask it. your potential partner. Okay. Oh, uh, it's a three better. and a half minute record. It's a three and a half minute recording. It's me in front of a local wine shop. So I'm about a beer and a half in. The ambulance goes by. It's down on the main drag, right? So you know, it's <laughs> it's 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 fun. I charge. Uh, typically charge 150 bucks for this video. You do have to register on the platform. I do not have a drip campaign. I yes, I'm capturing email address. I never even go to look to see who watched my. You know, I it's not. This is right. not a a tool to uh, molest your inbox and harass you for the rest of your life. I, Thank I, you. I, those are anathema <laughs> to me. So yes, you will register. You will never hear from me again unless you track me down and find. Okay, nice. you're going to have to find me. But anyhow, uh, the, the the nature of the questions, or I could share them right now, because like I said, it's a three and a half minute video, but it's nice to be able to look at the reporting, Right. is to establish the point of the relationship at the beginning. Jenny, I wanted to meet with you today to discuss you, your business, what you do, most importantly, who you do it for that I could potentially become a consistent source of introductions, resources, leads, and prospects. I would want you to do the same for me. Is that a relationship you're willing to pursue? I'm, I'm in. You you clarify, <laughs> almost everybody says yes, but on the right. weird chance they're going to say no, don't you? No, Dan, my brother-in-law does what you do. I'm never going to give you a lead in my, in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I, okay, I'd like to know that now. Yeah, that's a good thing okay. to know. Sure. But 
you know, in today's world, you know, man meet with a woman, women meet the man, or shoot in today's world, men meet the men, women meet the men. You know, let's let's be clear about why we're holding this meeting, right? Because right. it'd be about the third paired interview with you when your husband's like, I see Daniel on your calendar quite a bit. What's that about? <laughs> you're like, I don't know. He just always he's just always calling me up to find out, you know, to see if we'll do, you know, virtual lunch again. I'm like, he's like, hmm. See if you can figure <laughs> out what this is all about. So laying your attentions out at the beginning, boop, solves a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of that first paired interview, or any time after that, sooner's better than later. Hey, Jenny, under what conditions would you feel comfortable referring business to me? Mm. Let them tell you what the standard is. And that achieves four or five things. I always lose count. One is you can eliminate some people off the top. They have ridiculous expectations. Right. Number two, you'll surprise yourself with the number of people that go, we're good. I can yeah. do that right now. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, but you'll surprise right. yourself with the number of people that say, no, we've already crossed right. that bridge. Number three, it gives you permission to ask for the rule. You never have to wonder, is now the time to ask? When you've crossed that bridge, met that standard, raised that bar, mm. they've, number four, they've given themselves permission to give you the rule. Yes. And that they don't is have to rethink. so important. They don't have to call Susie first before they write her name down or put you in a thread. Mm-hmm. Under what conditions would you be willing to refer people to me? And by the way, I'm not interested in a name on a piece of paper. Right. If you're not going to put me in a thread and introduce me, now, I'll be the first to jump on it when it comes in, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, well, but if you're not willing to put your name on that introduction in real time, I, mm-hmm. it means it, it, the value, the potential for value is so low that I'll just take a pass. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry, B&I I'll be members. Back. <laughs> Sorry, B&I members, but I'm going to make y'all listen to this interview. Uh, ev- uh, hashtag, sorry, not sorry. Maybe so- <laughs> in the... Because and and I say this, Daniel, because you don't yet know this about me. I'm a 12 year member of BNI. I don't just drink the Kool Aid. I'm up at the front of the room making the BNI Kool Aid, teaching people how to do it the right. The first sign it's a problem is you're using words like Kool Aid. That's I your know. first clue it's I, a problem. Well, here's the thing. I say that to people who are not in the network because that's what is said about the network. It's it's tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek, right? I love, 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 love this conversation so hard. Oh, my gosh. I, I, yeah. I, since you brought it up, I'm going to piss off a lot of people that are involved in weekly leads groups because they're uh-huh. all the same. They all right. consist of a bunch of people that got fed up with the big international one and quit and started their own. They all mm-hmm. look identical. Yep. And they are all, and I'm going to make a lot of people angry, fundamentally transactional. Yeah. They say relational and they don't mean it. And here's how you know. The only thing you have to do to get the leads is be on the roster. And the minute you're not on the roster, there are no more leads. And that, my friends, tells you that it is 100%. It's fine. Right. If that's, you're going to run your business on transactions, but don't fool yourself. You don't have relationships in your weekly leads group. You have guaranteed transactions. In my opinion, mm-hmm. leads should never be given. They should always be here. Well, and there, Always. The, oh, the other conversation, difference between a lead and referral, because mm, I don't want a lead. Do not give me a lead. I do Most not want. Most prospects per- are actually suspects. <laughs> I know. I do not want permission to cold call. Don't want. I, I won't do it. I, if you send me a name that says, hey, my sister does, because I, I, I coach people in direct sales and network marketing. My sister does this. Mm hmm. And. <laughs> Here's my number. Have right? a call. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, like I, I'd, I'd love a Facebook introduction. I, like, the, well, there's a di- there's a huge, huge difference, difference. Right. huge difference between leads and referrals. And so, you know, 
and people are still learning. So I give lots of well, grace. Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. People. Meaning they they were never shown there was that meaning. I don't yeah. think that people want to weekly these groups have got the wrong uh, spirit. They've just been right. handed the wrong set of tools. Right? Exactly. Because I think people prefer relationship transactions. They prefer quality over quantity, mm-hmm. right? In both relationships and leads, prospects, referrals, right? Yeah. But, you know, it, it, they'll give you training wheel. Yeah. But they break your legs. They have no interest in seeing you stand on your own. A relationship does not require roster. Right. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. If, if, you, have, if you understand the principles of building a relationship, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter where you meet them and it doesn't matter whether you leave that church, leave that leads group, leave that chamber, leave that town. Mm-hmm. None of that matters if you have a relationship. Doesn't matter if you switch industries or they switch industries. Then the man I can support you to the same degree if your right. industries change, but they still want to. Right. And that's the key. Right. I was speaking to somebody last night. I said, you know, you know, the, what makes me cringe is they use words like seat and chair. Mm. That's an inanimate object. Yeah. I, I want people in my world. I ain't filling a seat. I'm searching for a relationship. Oh, oh man. We are so having this conversation. Mm-hmm. This is <laughs> continuing on. And now for those of you who are not aware, and this is something Daniel's going to give back up to this that's what was known as a midwestern goodbye we we tried to get off the conversation like 10 minutes ago but we just kept going that's a midwestern goodbye you say goodbye in the living room and then at the front door and then on the front porch and then in the driveway (laughs) that's the midwestern goodbye this is amazing daniel thank you because i know there are a lot of people who had aha moments just like I did. And I hope they go back and listen to this again, because your brain was so busy being like, that you missed other nuggets. So go back and listen again, like once a week for a month. Okay. Just once a week for a month and tell me you don't learn something new the fourth time. And I'll I'll give if you people a free do want to reach session. me. I should at least I'm not, I'm not hiding. <laughs> yeah, by the way, absolutely. My full name, uh-huh. my full name is the same as that of the bombastic Australian parliamentarian, the former premier of the uh, Victoria <laughs> Territory. So you can't find me by googling me. I had to okay. buy my full name as a web domain. So www.danielpatrickandrews.com will take you to me. But a search for Daniel Patrick Andrews, you will never find me. Right, but www.danielpatrickandrews, just like you think it's spelled, danielpatrickandrews, S on the end, dot com, take you to me. The website's a placeholder for my testimonials. Just figure out how to connect with me on LinkedIn and then ask me if you want to talk about Ninja Network Building Skills, which is a closed-ended coaching program that shows you how to trade transactions for relationships. I love it absolutely and of course because we did talk about the essential questions video the link to that video and the coupon code to use for it because he he does charge 150 dollars for that video the coupon code is ninja so grab the link down in the show notes if you have never listened to the show before and you're like show notes what are show notes just grab your phone as long as you're not driving, click on today's episode, scroll under Daniel's picture, and you will see the show notes. There they are in bold. There's the link to the video for the two essential questions to ask your potential key referral partners and use coupon code NINJA to get that video. 
Daniel, this is amazing. I swear I'm going to send you the link to book the next one for like next year, like ASAP. <laughs> I don't want to let this Happy go. Happy to be back. I am Happy to be back. I'm a network nerd. So <laughs> yeah. let's keep doing Last this. Fun with this. And Bye. Badass Crew, you know how this goes. Stay tuned because there's another Badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.